big question is this, how do we use the eight frameworks inside the new science of physical health to overcome this statement? Personal responsibility for your physical health is a myth and it doesn't work. These eight frameworks do. They will make you more physically healthy than 98% of people in the community that you live in. Why don't we get started in today's episode right now? Hey everybody, welcome back to episode number 72 of The Daily Drop from the new science of physical health. I'm your host, Shane Stubbs, as I have been for all of the episodes so far, and will continue to be so, because it's my show, that's why. We're going to follow on from yesterday's episode where we started out about one of the diagrams called the Molecular Benefit Map, one of the frameworks with the eight frameworks that are inside the new science of physical health and the language of life inside your body. Yesterday, we looked at something called endothelial function. If you haven't looked at that episode, get back to that episode. And today, we're going to look at something called left ventricle volume. First of all, you need to know where the left ventricle is inside the human body. And then we need to talk about, well, why is this so important in terms of health adaptations as a result of the correct dose of physical activity? Or... I could say the incorrect dose of physical activity if you have that. So before I do, let me follow up with this same theme that I started on yesterday. It's in today's title as well. The language of life inside your body. One of the things that has continued to strike me is that subjects that we're passionate about, we can all quote the words, the language, the um, characters. If it's like I said yesterday in the movie genre of Marvel movie, if you're a Star Wars fan, you can quote that. If you're a fan of the Rocky Balboa movie series, you can quote that. I know some, not many of you are. Maybe some of you are. Who knows? Um, from the famous Sylvester Stallone. If you're into whatever topic you're into. Oh, let me give you another example. This one is purely off the top of my head. And I'll prove to you about knowing the language of something that you're obsessed with. And my contention here is my supposition, the thing that I'd like to put to you and anyone that you share this with, is that we very few people know the language of life inside their body. How many people, if you walk down the street, sat them down out of a thousand and asked them, what do you know about endothelial function? People don't know. Very few people would get that. Very few people would even know what endothelial tissue is. If I said to the same th- the next thousand people, not the same ones, the next thousand people, how many of you know what left ventricle volume means when it comes to your physical health status? Most people go, I don't know. Like the follow-up question to all of this is, how do you know when you're classified as physically healthy? That's the language of life inside your body that people just don't know. It's not something that we don't have the frameworks in our head. So I'm going through one of the frameworks and that is the molecular benefit map. So here's the one that's off the top of my head to give you an example like I did yesterday. Let's talk Olympic games because as I record this particular episode, the Olympic games are on in Tokyo. And I record these all in advance, so the Olympics haven't finished yet, but my country of Australia is doing well. But forget all of that, which I'm very excited about, by the way, because I love the Olympic Games. It's one of my topics that I have been obsessed with from a young age. I have no notes in front of me about the Olympic Games. I could tell you right now, where will I go back to? If I go back to, um, all right, I'll go back to 1956. 
And I'll say the 1956 Olympic Games were in Melbourne, Australia. How do I know that? My mum lived right near the village as a 14-year-old girl at the 1956 Olympic Games. The next Olympic Games were at Rome in Italy in 1960. I could tell you something about an athlete or several athletes from every one of these ones I'm about to mention. 1964, it was in Tokyo all those years ago. It was 1964, and now it's also here in 2021. So 64 is Tokyo. Mexico was 1968. The big special thing about the Mexico Olympics, there was an athlete from the United States of America called Bob Beeman in the men's long jump who jumped 8 meters 90 in 1968. That world record was nearly a meter in front of every other athlete that had ever come in history before. In fact, the record was so out of this world at Mexico City at the Olympics in 1968, they're so out of this world, that world record did not get broken until 1991 by another US athlete, not Carl Lewis, but a guy called Mike Powell. And he jumped 8 meters 95. And that was in 1991. Guess what? That record still stands today. The Olympic Games that have just finished, the men's long jump, the winner there jumped about 8 metres 41. So they still, I just know that off the top of my head, from 1968 to when that next record was broken and to the fact that it has never been broken since and what they jumped in this Olympics just gone and the previous Olympics and so on. So that was 1968. 1972 was the um, Munich Olympic Games where there was a horrible massacre of um, athletes from one country, the whole political thing I won't go into. That was 1972. 1976, the first time I ever saw one of my all-time heroes, a decathlete in the track and field called Daly Thompson from England. That was 1976 in uh, Montreal. In 1980, the third country in a row with the letter M, that was Moscow, where there was a, um, uh, back in Moscow in 1980, there was a, whole lot of political stuff going on, and that was between Russia and America, and a lot of people boycotted the 1980 Olympics. And the man who won the 100 metres was from uh, Great Britain, a man called Alan Wells. So I just know that off the top of my head. Uh, 1984, I was in year 12 in high school, my favourite all-time Olympics at Los Angeles, where Carl Lewis won four gold medals, the American track and field sprinter. 1988, that was at Seoul in Korea, where Ben Johnson, the Canadian sprinter, won the men's 100 metres against Carl Lewis and broke the world record, but got banned the next day because he was found to be taking up anabolic steroids. 1992 was in Barcelona. 1996 was in Atlanta when my all-time sports hero, the number one sports hero of my lifetime, Muhammad Ali with Parkinson's disease, lit the flame. The most moving moment, almost the most moving moment in Olympic history. Because in the year 2000, at the next opening ceremony in my hometown, literally the Olympic Games were 10 minutes from where I lived in Sydney 2000, and I was at the opening ceremony of the Olympic Games and the closing ceremony as a volunteer. And I was the, and Kathy Freeman, the Indigenous Australian athlete who went on to win the women's 400-metre track event, gold medal. Um, I was there when she bit the flame at the Sydney Stadium. That was phenomenal, unbelievable stuff. 
Uh, and in, uh, in 2000, where was, oh, Athens in 2004, 2008 was Beijing, 2012 was London, 2016 was, um, uh, Rio 2021, five years later with COVID, was in Tokyo. Next one is in Paris. You know what? 2028, I don't know where it's going to be at. I haven't checked that one up, but I know 2032 is in Brisbane, Australia. All of those are literally off the top of my head. That's called the language of a topic that I'm obsessed with. I guarantee nearly every person I speak to, they've got one. They've got at least one topic, maybe more, sometimes very often more, that they just love finding stuff out about. Like I told you in the yesterday's episode, my son at Star Wars. Human beings, think about this. The thing that impacts your very existence is your physical health status. But we don't know the language of life inside our body. So this is all part of the daily drop is dedicated to that. So here's the next one. And the next one is called left ventricle volume um so let the left ventricle is a section of the human heart a major part of the cardiovascular system your heart muscle from the time that you're conceived actually starts beating before the cells the, the heart muscle cells the cardiac cells actually start beating as a group of cells before your heart is formed that, I know that sounds amazing, but before your heart is formed, you have you have this whole process of cell division, and as you go through cell division, your heart begins to form in in cells only. So it's not a structure like a heart muscle that you're familiar with. When I say, "What does the heart muscle look like?" you know what it looks like because everyone's seen a a, a caricature, a diagram, or something of the of the human heart as they move through life. But I've seen this in a microscope where cell, human cells start beating before they form the structure of the heart. And it's all to do with the nerve pathway, which is what we call autonomic. It means it automatically happens. You don't ever have to think about making your heart beat. Anyway, one part of one major chamber is called the left ventricle. One of the major molecular changes that can happen if you have a low dose of physical activity, an incorrect dose of physical activity. Remember, we've got a way to track that with our clinically validated health software. Link, the link for that is in the show notes to get access to that. Left, ven- left ventricle hypertrophy. Hypertrophy is an enlargement. And thickening of the walls is your heart. So the left ventricle is your, main, your heart's main pumping chamber. That's what the left ventricle is. But left ventricle hypertrophy or left ventricle enlargement and left ventricle volume, the amount of blood that goes in there, it becomes a real problem when the thickened heart wall loses its what's called elasticity or flexibility, but elasticity is the word, leading to increased pressure allow, to allow the heart to fill its pumping chamber to then send blood to the rest of the body. Eventually, the heart can fail to pump as more force is needed. So the thicker the wall gets, the less elastic it gets, the more of a problem. Left ventricle volume is more common in people who have uncontrolled high blood pressure. So we talked about endothelial tissue yesterday and how that affects the volume and elasticity of the arteries. Well, if you get a problem in that area, it then kicks the tin down the road, so to speak, and triggers 
the commencement of this precursor condition. See, cardiovascular events don't just turn up on your doorstep. You get this cascading effect, kicking the tin down the road. So what happens here is uncontrolled blood pressure, which happens in almost all people that don't have the correct dose of physical activity, well, very low doses. But you don't know whether you've got the correct dose of physical activity without the software that we have because you're just guessing. So, and that episode about the software is a whole other episode in this series about why that is. But no matter what your blood pressure is, developing left ventricle hypertrophy, um, changing the volume of your left ventricle, puts you at high risk for something called congestive heart failure and irregular heart rhythms, where your heart just simply does not function properly. If left ventricle hypertrophy is caused by high blood pressure, treating that high blood pressure can ease the symptoms and may reverse it. So what are the symptoms of, of someone who's got left ventricle hypertrophy? Shortness of breath, being fatigued very easily, chest pains like after exercising, not during exercising, but after, sensation of rapid fluttering or pounding of heartbeats and dizziness or fainting. So you should see a doctor, by the way, if you feel chest pain that lasts more than a few minutes, if you have severe difficulty breathing, if you have lightheadedness or losing consciousness, which basically means you're not getting enough oxygen supply because your heart's not pumping correctly because of that thickened wall and, and decrease in elasticity, or if you have sudden severe headaches, difficulty speaking, speaking a, weaken, a weakness on one side, which could be other stuff besides to do a stroke. So what are the causes of left ventricle hypertrophy? This language of life inside the body. One is that increases the size of the heart muscle cells, and the other one is abnormal tissue around the heart muscle cells. So here are some factors that can make, cause your heart to work harder, meaning your left ventricle volume decreases. High blood pressure, the most common cause of left ventricle hypertrophy or left ventricle enlargement is high blood pressure. More than one-third of people show evidence that left ventricle hypertrophy at the time of diagnosis with hypertension. So thirty-three, more than 33% of people with high blood pressure have got an issue with the way their heart pumps. Most people don't know that. Most people have no idea. Oh, I kind of got an idea that high blood pressure is dangerous, but I don't know why. It can lead directly to left ventricle hypertrophy. You can get a couple of other things. that uh, A disease of narrowing of the aortic valve. So there's a valve that, that sends blood through and that valve closes and doesn't allow the other blood to come in until the chambers are emptied. So blood goes into the chamber, the valve closes. Well, sometimes you can get a narrowing of the valve around the main blood vessel called the aorta, which is called the aortic valve. And that can be a problem that can potentially cause left ventricle hypertrophy, left ventricle enlargement. There are other conditions that aren't necessarily related to physical activity. More often than not, though, it's people with low high blood pressure, which is, can be directly caused by low levels of physical activity, incorrect dose of physical activity on a rolling seven days. Go back to some of the previous episodes to understand what that means. Look for anything to do with health software because that episode will tell you about that. So the gen that you can get things like hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Um, you can get another condition which causes abnormal protein deposits around the organs in the heart. That's called that's a hard word to say actually. Um, amyloidosis is that is that particular disease. Now they're diseases that doctors only can deal with because and and they're not 
more physical activity is not necessarily going to deal with those conditions. But doctors diagnose that. I'm an educator. I'm no idea of how to diagnose that kind of stuff. A cardiologist will do that. But here's what we know about risk factors relating to left ventricle hypertrophy. Being overweight increases your risk of high blood pressure and left ventricle hypertrophy or enlargement. Type 2 diabetes. Remember, physical activity of the correct dose reduces any risk of type 2 diabetes. But type 2 diabetes, is high, left ventricle hypertrophy is always higher in people with type 2 diabetes. And physical activity, can, there's a word in science called attenuate. That means to reduce the impact of type 2 diabetes. So some of the complications of left ventricle hypertrophy, what it does is this. It changes the structure and working of the heart. So the enlarged left ventricle in your heart or any person's heart, it can do the have the following complications. It can just be weaker, meaning you can't pump the same volume of blood, and that's a problem. It can stiffen and lose its elasticity. And that prevents the chamber, that, that left ventricle chamber, from filling properly, properly, increasing pressure in the heart. It can also compress the chamber's blood vessels so that the actual heart chamber is not just an empty chamber. It also has blood vessels in there. And it can, it can compress the chamber's blood vessels and restrict the supply of blood. As a result of these structural changes, complications of left ventricle hypertrophy include reduced blood supply to the heart, Inability of the heart to pump enough blood to your body. Abnormal rhythm called arrhythmia. Irregular, often rapid heartbeat that increases, this is a terrible thing, increases the risk of stroke. Insufficient supply of oxygen to the heart, which is called ischemic heart disease. Ischemia means death of heart tissue. So that's another problem. If you start to develop it, you can just get that that insufficient supply can lead to the death of a part of the heart muscle. So it becomes even weaker. It's like this, um, it's like a trigger mechanism that causes one thing, causes the next, causes the next, causes the next. You can get sudden, unexpected loss of heart function, breathing and consciousness, and it can cause sudden cardiac arrest. And cardiac arrest means death. So prevention, monitor your high blood pressure. We talked about this in yesterday's episode that the new technology coming out from Dr. Rickman and his team in England is going to revolutionize your ability to monitor your your blood pressure. So, you know, my notes say purchase a home blood pressure measuring device and check your blood pressure regularly. Go back to yesterday's episode. I talk exquisitely about how we're going to solve that issue and it'll be built into a smartwatch. Not we, because it's not me. I'm the educator who's talking about it and I've interviewed the inventor of the technology and his company. And it's phenomenal. So maintain healthy weight, monitor your blood pressure, make time for physical activity. It helps to lower the blood pressure. We talked about why in yesterday's episode. So there's some of the prevention things. But the reality is this, and I keep going back to this because this is so important. You will get structural molecular changes of the heart if you are not hitting 100 impact points inside our whole software on a regular basis. Now, I'll just put this out there. If you're someone who exercises and is involved in physical activity five, six days a week regularly, you, as soon as you get our software, you will see that you're achieving 100 impact points. 
My main ambition in life, my main mission in life, my main obsession obsession is not just to get the people who are, we call it the, um, the low-hanging fruit or the worried well. It's not just those people that I'm looking to impact. What I want to do is have people learn about the language of life inside their body through this Daily Drop episode here so that they can begin to understand and sew things together. Oh, so these impact points, I'm just describing to you how to sew it together now. So these impact points, if I achieve 100 on a rolling seven days, as per some of the other episodes of the Daily Drop explain, then what that will do is improve my endothelial function and really significantly reduce my chances of having left ventricle hypertrophy or left ventricle enlargement, which could lead to the issues that we just talked about. Oh, now I start to get how the things are linked together. The framework is called the molecular benefit map. It's all about health adaptations. But another one of the frameworks that we have is called the perfect health lesson. And step number five in the perfect health lesson out of five is using the clinically validated health software to get daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly feedback, not just about some random health biometric, but a health biometric that if you achieve it, will absolutely create health adaptations of the two we've mentioned in today's episode and yesterday's episode and tomorrow's and the one after that, one after that, one after that till we get through the full eight. And it can then drive down, that's how it drives down your risk, the mechanism of driving down your risk of a cardiovascular event. So we've got a lot of cool things going on here about the language of life inside your body. I know all about the Olympics. I know all about Marvel movies. I wonder what special... Oh, I've got another one tomorrow. I can think of another one off the top of my head. Pretty much any sport that I'm in love with, by the way. So the Olympics, I'm in love with that. I know all that kind of stuff. Um, A sport that I'm in love with, which all of my English people from England will know all about this sport. People from India... Sri Lanka, those people from those countries already know what sport I'm going to talk about. Um, People from New Zealand, people from South Africa, those countries will know about this sport. The people from other countries who are listening to this show, like I've got listeners in Germany and Finland and Spain and France and United States of America and Canada and huge 66 countries. None of those will know about this sport. So I'll leave that sport for tomorrow. If you're from, from England, India, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, listening to the show. I know I've got some listeners in Pakistan. If you're from New Zealand, if you're from South Africa, you already know the sport that I'm going to mention. In fact, if all the people in England listening to the show, today's episode, if I mention the Ashes, you'll know exactly what sport I'm talking about. Everybody else, it's a mystery. So you have to tune into tomorrow's show to find out what sport I'm going to talk about off the top of my head without any notes in front of me to show you the language of that particular sport that I'm obsessed with, that I know a lot about. But what I want to do through this show and through all of the work and materials we provide, through the book and the courses and everything else that's available, is bring the language of life inside your body to everybody so that people go, oh, now I get it. Because right now, not only do they not have the eight frameworks, that are the eight frameworks that make up the new science of physical health, they don't have the language inside those frameworks. So that's what today's episode is all about. Left ventricle volume. Now, you know something more about it. And you can, today, 
I just finished, before this recording this episode, I just finished hitting 100 points for the day in the software. So you know what I, you know what that did? You know what I know that that did? One of the things I know it did is it improved my left ventricle volume of my heart, which means it decreased my chances of having left ventricle hypertrophy, which decreases my chance of the leading cause of sickness and death, cardiovascular disease. It's not a mystery. It all fits together. Thanks for joining me at this episode. I can't remember what tomorrow's episode is all. I think we're about stroke volume of the heart tomorrow. We're going to talk about something called stroke volume, related to left ventricle volume, but not the same, but just as important in terms of health adaptations. And I'll bring to you that sport that I mentioned, that I haven't mentioned the name of it, but I've mentioned it if you from those particular countries. Hey, thanks for joining me in today's episode here. I think I said number episode 72 at the start, didn't I? That means 73 tomorrow. See you tomorrow, everybody. Bye for now.